What's up, bosses? It's your favorite mindset and lifestyle mentor, Coach Bonds, here to help you boss up and level up in every area of your life, health, wealth, and most of all, mindset. I went from an out of shape, overstressed server, struggling single mom to CEO of my own coaching business, making five figures a month. And if I can boss up and change my life, you can too. And I'm here to show you how on today's episode of Boss Life with Bonds. What's up and welcome back to another episode of The Boss Life with Bonds. I am your host, Coach Bonds, and I am just like getting off of a nine-day relaxation slash recharging slash I don't think I've ever taken that long off of work since COVID. Um, And it was just, it was everything that I needed and more. There are so many needs that we have on a day-to-day basis that go unmet. And as a result, we will find the, we will find a way to get our needs met. Like that is one thing about the human race is we will always find a way to get our needs met. But the problem that most of us have is that we have no idea what our needs are. We, we keep them very superficial or we keep them very basic. And then we have the nerve to treat ourselves. Like if we have needs that aren't selfless, like being a mom, being a good coworker, being a good daughter, being a good, whatever, like it's almost like it's taboo for us to have needs that are outside the realm of serving others, right? But you have a whole set of personal needs. And and I'm not talking about just the Maslow's hierarchy of needs that you all may have seen, like clothing, shelter, acceptance. Those things are all great. But after my conference with the one and only Tony Robbins, um, my mind was opened up to a whole new understanding of how and why some people can experience transformation so much quicker than others and why I had trouble with so many people. And it's just, I really didn't understand why their behaviors, what what need they were seeking through them. And I'm just so happy now that I have such a better understanding. It's going to make me a more powerful coach and it's going to help change more lives. So I'm super happy that I did that. For those of you that have no idea what I'm talking about, um, what are, what are the dates? What is today? On the 10th, I drove down to West Palm Beach, Florida. I live in Orlando, so it was like a little less than a three-hour drive. I got to just listen to this amazing podcast called, um, if you're looking for a good podcast, I will warn you, it's not for everybody. It's a super woo-woo spiritual podcast for women. Uh, it's called The Highest Self Podcast with Sahara Rose. If you're watching live, I've got a picture of her on there. Oh, wait, I just realized on Instagram, the uh, <laughs> the filter is on a focus mode, so it's not going to give you a clear picture of her. Um, but either way, if you're on Facebook, that's what it looks like. And um, I got to just listen to two out for two hours uh, to some super spiritually woke women just talking about all kinds of things that completely blew my mind and that for me is is enough in itself to be able to listen and learn and take in information, take in knowledge, be challenged, uh, think about what this means to me and how I can apply it and all of those things. Like to me, that is that is the ultimate um, vacation. And so that was just the drive down there. Once I was in West Palm Beach and I went to four days of Tony Robbins. Now let me let me let me let me put you guys on real quick, right? I always talk about morning mindsets. I always talk about morning routines. I always talk about all that jazz, right? Um, Tony Robbins is someone who comes up a lot. And if you go to YouTube and you type in motivational speeches, you'll hear people like Mel Robbins. That is a female who is a badass. She just wrote a book. She's freaking awesome. Um, You'll hear Tony Robbins a lot. You'll hear Eric Thomas. You'll hear Les Brown. There's a bunch of other amazing people that you hear. But those are the, the three main ones that YouTube sends me because I love them. And I will say that even though what I've listened to from Tony, 
um, on those little clips is fire. Like hands motherfucking down is fire. It was nothing compared to the wisdom that he gives to you when you're live. Like I was blown away by the wisdom that was imparted on me in those four days. And not only the wisdom from Tony and his crew of keynote speakers, which by the way, that's my new goal is to be a keynote speaker on Tony's stage sooner than later. Um, I met some amazing individuals. I met some extremely amazing individuals at that conference. People who were 10 years, how old am I? 34. People who are 10 or 15 years younger than me that had so much spiritual maturity and wisdom because they've chosen to partake on this personal development journey. And it really showed me the standards that I have for people in my inner circle. And one of them is that if you're not taking care of your mind, body, and soul, we're not going to have a whole lot in common. And if you are, then we'll have a whole lot in common, whether you're 20 years old or 60 years old. And so that was just was a really cool thing to experience, to meet people from all around the world who are like legitimately like working on leveling up their, their, their businesses, their mindsets, their habits, everything. Like it was just so comforting to be around thousands of people who are all on that same wave. So that was super amazing. Um, one of the things that I hope to do with my staff and with my team next year is uh, be able to pay for them all to go to conferences like that and experience what I experience. And that actually is going to be happening because I have big plans for 2022 and um, actually getting coached by Tony. So that we'll talk about that later. Anywho, so UPW, which was Unleash Your Power, that was the conference. That was freaking phenomenal. Um, right after that, literally, as soon as I dropped off my boy Tyler at the airport so he could fly back to Canada, I drove back home to Orlando and got picked up by my friend, and we drove back down to Miami. I don't even want to talk about why I didn't just let her pick me up from West Palm Beach. It was a rental car situation. I should have just freaking paid the extra money and stayed down there and got some extra Zs, but whatever, you know? Um, right after that, we drove back down to Miami and I hopped on a cruise ship. And from Monday till Saturday, your girl was at the sea. And that is everything that I could ever want, aside from what I said in the beginning about just listening to music and whatnot. And literally, like those nine days off refilled my cup from going to Tony to going and just relaxing and being able to read. And we had a balcony room. That's the first time I've ever had a balcony room on a cruise and just being able to relax, listening to the waves as I wake up, listening to the waves as I fall asleep, being surrounded by water. And one of the, the biggest lessons and like just just one of the best experiences for me was looking out upon the ocean and not just gazing like, oh, how beautiful it is, but really realizing how abundant this world is when you can just see how large and expansive the ocean is. And 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 when, you, when I think about how much we're polluting the earth and when I think about how much we're polluting the ocean and it scares you, right? You're like, oh my gosh, we're not gonna have any clean water. We're not gonna, da, da, da. and then when you're out there on the water and you can see how much there truly is, I mean, it doesn't make me want to go like dump stuff in the ocean, like, fuck it, look how much we have. But it really shows me how abundant we truly are and how much there really is. And it's just, it's, it's really hard to stare out into the beautiful ocean and not have a sense of abundance and connection with, with the earth and with source and with energy and with how much there really is out there for you. So that was a truly amazing experience. I got wild as fuck on that cruise. Well, not that wild, but definitely had a good time, still worked out, um, Stuck with my routines because it's a lifestyle. It's not just a freaking whatever. So yeah, so that was it. Um, but I just, I wanted to give you guys that recap before we jump into what we're going to talk about today. Uh, before I do, I will mention that um, I had a lot of clarity about myself, my business, who I want to serve, who I want to help most, 
what's draining, what's fulfilling, what am I doing out of obligation, and what do I actually feel called to do? And for those of you that have been following the story, I'm I'm a personal development junkie. I'm always working with a coach. I'm always trying to learn more, do better, raise my standards for myself, and just become the best version of me. Because when I'm the best version of me, I can help other people become the best version of them, right? And I've had so many different influences. I would like to compare my business coaching journey with a lot of people's weight losses journey, which I do that a lot. And um, the thing is, guys, like, Everybody's method works if you stick with it. Same thing like weight loss. And I posted this on my story. You can do keto. You can do vegetarian. You can do vegan. You can count macros. You can count calories. You can do whatever you want. All of those things work as long as you stick with them, right? And so for me, I've worked with so many different business coaches. And my problem was that it wasn't necessarily that anybody was a bad coach or anything like that. I actually have a lot of respect. I have nothing but the utmost respect for every coach um, that I had in my life for my business since 2018, I think was when I first invested my first $1,600 into a business coach. And um, from there, it's the prices have just been getting higher. <laughs> but I, I realized that even though I went with this lady and I didn't really like her methods and I went with this guy and it didn't really sit home. And then I went with Amanda and Amanda like unlocked my potential and made me really believe in myself. And then I went to go work with another dude who really got me to tap into my masculine energy and step up and start like demanding what I want out of life instead of just sitting there waiting for it to fall on my lap. Everybody, but the problem with me was that I was trying to do four or five different people's methods and nothing would ever work. Something would work for a month or two and then it wouldn't. Or I, I, I would do really good when I would stick to one coach's method and then I'd finish their program and because I love learning, I'd go work with another coach and their methods are completely different than the last coach I was. So then I'd be stuck trying to do both things I learned at the same time and getting nowhere fast. And I feel like that's where a lot of people are in their journey. And that's why it's so hard for you to sustain the change because you're trying to do 30 different things at once and not just kind of sticking to what's tried, true, and what works for you. And so... And a, and, a, and a long breath and a, and a long um, explanation, I'll just say, I realize I don't want to go live every single day. I was told by people, you have to be on here all of the time uh, or else people will forget you. And I believe that that will work for some people. I 100% do believe that some people for their business and in their niche and what they do, they need to go live every single day. Uh, but one of the things that I've learned to do is I tap into my mass, uh, feminine energy is start to embrace what feels right intuitively. Now, as a single mom, I've had to grind. I've had to work hard. I've had to push these circumstances. So I have tapped into my masculine energy in that aspect. But when it comes to my business, part of the reason why I started a business was for autonomy. Um, and so I could live life on my own terms. And if getting up every single day and having to cut my workout short, because after I wrote out all the things that I actually have to do in a day, I realized how much it really is from running my own Facebook group with my clients to running a free community with people that aren't yet clients and former clients, from working on stuff for Toastmasters, the newsletter, and planning their parties and doing their social media, from being a mindset coach in a, in a community that teaches coaches how to run their business, from uh, also being a mindset coach in another fitness community where I'm helping inspire other people's fitness clients, to working with... Um, my, my marketing agency, to working with the, the agency that's teaching me how to invest, to running a podcast, to being a mom, to being a girlfriend. And I was like, dude, like something's got to give. 
and I know that this coach told me I have to do it this way or else it's not going to be successful. And you know what? For people who are just doing one business, that's probably going to work well for them. But I'm not just doing one business. As I just listed, I'm, I'm a part of like six or seven different organizations on top of my domestic demands. And so for me, it does not resonate for me to be um, live every single morning 24-7 so people know who I am because quite frankly, y'all know who the fuck I am. I don't need to be on here 15 times a week because the words that I say are so powerful and are so potent that, um, that, uh, like I don't need to do all that. Right. And this is not knocking anyone, any of my fellow coaches who do do the live daily thing. That's what's up. But like, I would rather go deep than wide. And once I've gotten deep enough, then I can go wide enough. Does that make sense to you guys? And some of you guys, we're, we're going wide with our tactics and our attempts to create change in our life, and we're not going deep, and that's why the change doesn't stick. None of this is from my notes, by the way. None of what I'm saying right now has anything to do, but it's somehow going back to the topic of sustaining the change. And you know what? That is exactly why I don't want to go live every single day, because I have such a, uh, an abundance of wisdom when I'm able to get my cup filled. And it's so funny that one of my assistant coaches, Amber Sims, fucking love you, girl. Friday, she did her live in our community and it was talking about pouring from an empty cup. And I know better than to do that, but it really took me being on a break to realize like I come up with some of my best content, some of my most powerful words, some of my most, like I get the best stuff when I'm recharged, when I'm forced to have to perform every single day um, just because a coach told me that that's what's going to grow my business. Meanwhile, I'm watching a lot of other women who are operating fully in their feminine energy where they're not posting 30 times a day, where they're just, where they're intuitively led and their spirit leads their business. That's what I want. That's what sits well for me me. Um, and so <laughs> I just thought I'd make that little announcement or segue that although for a time I was like, I'm going to do five podcasts a week, or I'm going to go live five times a week. I'm going to go live when I have a word for you guys. And when I think that it's going to be beneficial, not just to show up and not just to post. I can post a picture for that, but for these lives and for these podcasts, I want them to come out of a place of abundance and love and wisdom and a desire to truly genuinely uh, be the catalyst to change in your life. Versus, oh, I got to go live because I got to go live and that's how I get clients. That's that's not it. I'm here to change lives. And I truly believe that if I make a, a, a um, significant enough impact that the income will follow. And that is what aligns with me. So that is me on my soapbox. I'm going to step down real quick and give you guys the uh, the actual meat of today's podcast. Yeah, 15 minutes of me uh, um, just pouring my heart out. All right, so sustaining the change. <laughs> This morning on my story, I posted one of my other assistant coaches and I, I said, guys, this is this is it right here. This woman's body is transforming. Her mindset is transforming. Her business is transforming because she's got these three C's of of commit of 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 transformation literally made those up this morning. But I was talking about having clarity. If you want to have like change in your life, there has to be clarity. And one of the biggest issues that I run into with people is when they come to me, they don't have a clear vision of what they want. And the reason why they don't have a clear vision of what they want is because they're afraid to dream big and they're afraid to speak out into the universe. Yeah, I do want to wear a size 10, but I don't think that's possible with my body frame. What the fuck does that even mean? Like, how do you know that? Like I was a size, um, I think at my biggest, I was like a 15 and I somehow got back down to a six. You don't know what you're capable of. And here's the catch, ladies. Let's say you set a goal and it's super clear and you don't hit it. Do you really think you'll be mad if you don't hit it? If along the way you've lost several pounds and lost several inches and gained so much energy and respect for yourself? Think about it. 
if I set out a goal to lose 20 pounds and I only lost 10, but I look like a baddie and I'm fitting clothes again, do you really think that you'll be mad? And some of you are shooting yourselves in the foot because you're afraid to set clear goals because you're afraid of what's going to happen if you don't hit them. And that is the number one fear that humans have. And yes, it's public speaking, sure. But also it's the fear that they're not enough, that they won't be able to reach the goal. So then you don't try. So part of the, the way that you sustain change is being crystal clear about your goals. But if you're not being crystal clear because you're afraid if I don't hit this goal, then that means then you go spiraling down into nothing, then honey, strap in and be prepared to be at the bottom the rest of your life because you will only hit a goal that is clear, that is, has clarity. Every morning, one of the things that I do is I get up and whether it's through writing, whether it's through visualization, whether it's through listening to myself, recording, reading the story of my life that I've already written out and the goals that I want to achieve, I remind myself of who I want to become, where I want to go, and what kind of version of me it's going to take for me to get there. And when there's no clarity, there's no change, okay? I want to lose weight. Well, how much weight do you want to lose? I want to feel good. What the fuck does feel good mean? Can you write it out for me? Can you explain it to me? And me asking you that is making you gain clarity around what you want. Because you guys that have been listening to me for a while, you know how your brain works. Your brain doesn't, your subconscious brain does not know the difference between real and perceived. So if you are constantly putting in your brain this clear image of the woman or the man that you're trying to become, it makes it a lot easier for you to gravitate and become that version of you versus you just pretending, oh, well, I want to, I want to, I want to look better. I want to feel great. Be fucking specific. Be bold because bold action is what it's going to take to get the change. And that's the first step of it. So that's number one, clarity around your goal. And if you're listening and you're like, okay, well, I don't really know how to do all the things that you just said, Bonnie, start with this. I want you to start with a best case scenario and a worst case scenario of you, um, of what will happen if you reach this goal. So let's say that your goal is to lose 20 pounds. Write out what is the best case scenario of you losing 20 pounds. Holy fuck, I can ride my husband again. Oh my gosh, I can run around with my kids at the playground. Oh my gosh, like when I go in for job interviews, I'm not subconscious. When I take pictures, I don't have to turn to the side or I don't have to edit. Think of all of the amazing things that would happen if you lost that 20 pounds. Now I want you to flip the script and go to worst case scenario. Let's say you gained an additional 20 pounds. That means you'd probably not be more likely to ride your husband anymore, whether it's from pain or just feeling insecure about being on top of someone intimately like that. Let's say you don't have the energy to run around with your kids. So every day you have it playing in the back of your head that you're lazy and that you're fat and your kids are looking at you and losing respect for you. I'm sorry, I'm just being real with you guys. Um, what if, for the, a lot of women that I've worked with said that they don't feel they're getting promotions because people don't take them seriously because of their the way that they carry themselves. And one of the things, one of the hindrances to that mindset is this whole like, radical self-acceptance and I'm on the radical self-acceptance wave. Like I you see this, like my armpits don't look, they, they look that's deodorant and I have like razor bumps. This is my arm shaved and they're still like, they look dark. And I used to hate that aspect of myself and I would hide it. But now I'm like, I don't give a fuck. Like I'm a bad bitch and my armpits like, like this, what are you going to do? But <laughs> this thing that we have is where people are like, love your body no matter what, because don't shame all bodies, blah, blah. I'm cool with that. Love your body. Yes. But if you know, forget vanity, let's focus on your health. 
if you know that certain diseases run in your family, if you know that, that the way that you're living your life is keeping you from making more money um, and indirectly affecting the quality of your life because the more money that you'll be able to make, the more time you'll be able to spend with your family or do things with your family, go on vacations with your family, enjoy life. If your weight and your health is getting in the way of that, it is no longer vanity, boo-boo. Like it's no longer about self-love and self-respect. It's about like, actually it is about self-respect. It's about wanting more for yourself. So if you haven't gotten crystal clear on your goals and what is the best case scenario, if you get them in the worst case scenario, if you go in the complete opposite direction, I want you to do that. If you're listening to this podcast, if you're listening to it live, if you're listening to the recording, go ahead and write out a very clear goal that scares you and then draw a line underneath it and write best case scenario and worst case scenario and don't be shallow on those worst case scenarios. At the seminar that I went to, he made me do that and I cried and I screamed like a baby thinking of the worst case scenario if I don't reach my goals and matter of fact, if I go backwards to where I used to be. Like that is a terrible, horrifying place. I don't want to be there. Chances are you don't either. So if you want to sustain, uh, create the change that is sustaining, start with getting crystal motherfucking clear about what it is that you want to do. Okay. Number two, it starts with having a conscious decision to commit, right? Conscious decision, or do I want to say commitment, consistency, those two can be interchanged, but um, it's having the conscious decision to commit. So a lot of women that I have worked with experience this thing where after one or two weeks, it's like, oh my God, like I was so excited and now it's not as exciting anymore. And it's like, oh, I just, I don't have enough discipline to get through and I don't have enough this. And it's like, okay, motivation is great. It gets you started, it gets you going. Discipline is what will kick you in the ass when you're like, okay, I don't feel like going, but commitment is, is like the thing, it's the conscious decision that this is what we're doing. And too often, you guys don't make this conscious decision that this is what we're doing. And it's like someone going to the conference that I went to and spending hundreds of thousands of dollars to go to this and leave without the conscious decision that I'm going to continuously work on this, that this is what we're doing. It's not that I just signed up for a conference. It's not that I just paid a coach my money. It's not that I just thought about it. It's not that I'm just listening to lies and listening to podcasts. You're making the conscious decision. This is what I want to do with my life. This is the direction that I'm going in. And when you're lacking that component of, of, of the change cycle, like if all you did was just be like, okay, so I'm clear, I want this goal and hopefully it happens. Then you just kind of sit back and wait for it to happen, which is what a lot of people do. What ends up happening in that time is things come up, your kids need things, your husband needs things, your job demands things of you. And most of us are really good at either one of two things, really harsh self-judgment or really, really abundant grace on ourselves. And I don't know if you guys saw the new logo for Body by Bonds, but it's like a lady meditating with a barbell and a heart in one hand. And that's like my mantra, which is balancing mental toughness with grace. So what happens when people have not made a conscious decision to commit to this new outcome, to this new journey? Well, <sighs> They start judging themselves. See, see, I told you you wouldn't be able to do this. See, this is this is stupid. You should have waited to the new year when it was better. You should have waited till when 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 finances are better, so that you don't have to uh, you don't have to cancel on your coach. You should have waited until the kids are grown, and then you have time. And you start judging. See, you're lazy. I knew you could never do this. You could never do anything, and then you, you start beating the shit out of yourself. Or 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 my, I don't like this one much better. The 
well, girl, at least you're trying. It's a thought that counts. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do better tomorrow. I'm gonna do better tomorrow. And no, I'm not against positive self talk. I talk to myself. I gas myself up all day long. What I am against though is you being fucking soft on yourself and using grace as an excuse. Well, I'm giving myself grace. Giving yourself grace is like, hey, I got sick. I don't need to beat myself up for not going to the gym. Or hey, like I had no time in the day. Literally, that's that. Like it's okay. But this whole like, oh, I didn't hit my water. I guess I'll try again tomorrow. Where's the fucking conscious decision to commit? If you're saying that you're going to drink 90 ounces of water a day, it's not impossible. It's really not. But you haven't made a conscious, committed decision to do it. Because when you do, you'll start moving things out of the way to make sure that you get to that goal. And the reason why you haven't sustained the change is because you haven't consciously committed that this is what we're going to do. That we're going to be tough on ourselves because I need that kick in the ass, but I'm also going to give myself grace. And when those two come together, you have a beautiful recipe for sustaining the change. My last point, my last C on here, I did not plan to do three C's on my story or three C's in this podcast, but here we can go go conditioning this is something that was hammered into us during the seminar this week and it was about conditioning right so what is the definition of conditioning i had it written down somewhere but basically it's where it's an intentional process where you're trying to produce a certain outcome think about athletic conditioning right um the 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 athletes don't just go out there and run around in circles and hope something cool happens right they do sprints they, they mimic the things that they're going to be doing in the game and get their mind and their body prepared to do the same thing. Now in psychology, conditioning is a way that you will break the cycle. And what one of the, 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 this is like one of the biggest missing components. Like, let's say I've got clients that have clarity. Okay, cool. Then, then they, they made the conscious decision that they're going to commit fucking awesome. But then the conditioning of their mind is where they're lacking. I don't mean the physical conditioning because you can't physically condition yourself until your mind is ready to do it. And this is where most people slack off. And this is why I don't just talk about health, fitness, and nutrition. Mindset is the driving force behind all change. Okay. So when it comes to conditioning, let me, let me take an example. A person that says that they're going to work out after work. But every single day when they get off of work, they are exhausted, they are tired beyond belief. So they end up usually just going home, missing a workout, beating themselves up and, and never getting back on the ball, right? Because it's this, it's this cycle, right? The way that you get out of that cycle, the only way to stop you from doing this is to break the cycle. And I've seen myself do it where I'd get off of work and I'd be so tired and I'd be like, oh my gosh, I'm just going to go home and I'll work out tomorrow. And then something happens, just something. I don't, whether it's a phone call on the way home, whether it's um, an accident, whatever happens now, all of a sudden Bonnie, who was behind the wheel, who was tired is now like her brain is alert. And, and when I drive by the gym, I'm like, I'm actually not tired. I'm going to go in. Little, little subtle changes like that. Anything that can break that cycle. If your cycle is I'm going to wake up and I always feel groggy and so I'm just not going to go to the gym today. Break your cycle, hop your ass in the cold shower. Break the cycle, have instead of like uh, put, putting the, the having the phone by you when you wake up to hit snooze, move it across the room. Anything, stop for a second and look at what cycle you keep doing that keeps leading you back to the same result that's undesirable. What is one little roadblock that you can come in and kind of stop that cycle from happening? Because that's literally all it takes. For those of you that understand how the brain works and synapses and, and neural pathways, right? If you're new, if you don't know what I'm saying, a neural pathway is like a highway in your brain. And when I say highway, I mean, it has been traveled many a times over and over and over and over and over again. It's just like a straight shot. That is your, those are your habits, whether they're good or bad, they are on a highway. Now over here to the right is a path. 
It hasn't been walked much. Not a lot of people go down it. You almost have to like fight to get through this trail because it's just a path. It's just a trail. It's not a highway yet. But if you continue to break through the leaves, you continue to go down that path. Eventually, what happens to paths? They get clearer. And like my grandma, she lived, she lived on a dirt road uh, to get to her farm. And eventually we drove down the road so much, the city was like, hey, we're going to pave this road for you. So now it's easier. It's a straight shot to get to my grandma's house. And that's what conditioning is like. You have to continuously go down that path in order to break through. And eventually it won't be a rough path anymore. Eventually it'll just be like second nature. That's a part of conditioning. That's one way to look at it. That's one way to break the cycle. Another way to break the cycle um, is and you're probably more familiar with these terms of conditioning, positive reinforcement and negative reinforcement. When you're using positive reinforcement, it's going to strengthen a certain behavior. And this is also where a lot of people lack. They do the thing and they don't celebrate that they did it. They do the thing and then they just kind of walk out of the gym or walk out of their workout, um, or, or maybe they just made a healthy choice and they don't acknowledge that, that they did it. Your brain is really heavily involved in this change process, right? So imagine if when you went and worked out after work, even when you were actually tired, you push past, it's not even about like discipline, oh, I got to push past through the tiredness. Try something different. Put on some country music on the way home if you get tired in the car, right? Just switch something up and see if your mood changes, right? I would, I would say instead of listening to like talk radio or whatever you're listening to, put on some hype music because one of the things I also learned at the conference is that your physiology is going to determine your psychology right? Depressed people are kind of hunched over and sad. People who are energetic or confident at least have their chest up, shoulders rolled back. Imagine if on the way home, when you're supposed to go to the gym, instead of listening to whatever boring ass, lame ass shit you listen to, you put on like some house or like some little John and these side boys. Yep, I took it back. Or something that gets you hype. Your brain is going to get excited. And now when you're thinking about driving to the gym, plus this excitement, it's making a new pathway. And it's like, oh, we like this right? And you're rewarding your brain. That's before you even get there. Now, after you leave the gym, imagine, and Coach Tish does this, she calls it crack water from Sonic. Imagine if you gave yourself some kind of cute reward, right? Like when I'm done working out, I will go to Chipotle. Why? Because Chipotle has protein, fats, and carbs, right? And none of the food's really fried. So it's a good deal. And I'm hitting my macros and it tastes good. And I'm like, yeah, I get to work out because I'm about to have me a steak bowl. You know, and now your brain associates instead of the gym being something they have to do, it's something you're hyped to do and you get to eat Chipotle afterwards. This is one way that you can positively reinforce the new change that you're trying to implement and it will actually stick. And that's why I'm so big on Wednesday wins in all of my groups because you women aren't celebrating yourselves enough for the steps that you're taking. Every time I get a new client, I don't care if they're a, 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 a client that's paying like, you know, a hundred bucks a month for just for me to check in on them. Or if it's like a full time, like paid in full client and they drop stacks to work with me, I'm fucking celebrating. You know why? Because now my brain is like, yeah, yeah, we love that. We can do this. We can do this. And now it's not just a little path that is hard for me to go down. It's the highway that I'm always going down. That's positive reinforcement to sustain change. And then there's negative reinforcement where you're taking away something unpleasant to weaken a behavior. So that one is a little bit, I wouldn't say harder, but Negative reinforcement would be like when you use tactics for people like, well, you don't want to get fat, so, you know, stop eating this. And, and that can work. It works to weaken a behavior. But I'd rather focus on positive reinforcement where you actually strengthen a behavior. Another way you can strengthen behaviors is through punishment, right? I know that sounds scary, but this is also true. 
you guys don't give yourselves any consequences for when you don't show up for yourself. So what happened? You continue to not show up for yourselves. Imagine if you never gave your children consequences for the things that they're supposed to do. Do you really think that they're going to learn? No. And that's why there's so many bratty ass kids out here running around because parents don't want to give their kids any fucking consequences. And that's a whole nother thing about how you guys aren't getting acceptance and love from a romantic relationship or from your family. So you're seeking all this acceptance and love from your kids. So you don't even put your foot down with them. And because you do everything for your kid to get their love, you don't get your love from yourself. But don't get me started on that. That's a whole nother episode. Okay, y'all not ready. But um, guys, there's got to be something at stake for when you don't show up for yourself, right? Mine used to be, okay, well, if you didn't show up for yourself, then you're not drinking um, when you get home or something. You know, it doesn't have to be anything drastic. Like, I'm starving myself for the rest of the week because I didn't work out. Let's not be fucking dramatic, right? But there does need to be consequences. If you said that you're going to set out, like for me, if I don't reach my goals in my business, I don't make money. Okay, pretty harsh consequence. It's there. It's in my face. It's it's a slim chance that I'm going to not show up for my business. So what are the consequences for you if you don't show up for yourself? So now just to recap, I want you to remember clarity about your goals. Okay. That's how you start the change, the conscious decision to commit. Okay. That's what keeps the ball rolling or the discipline, if you will. And then the conditioning, right? Are you using positive reinforcement? Are you rewarding yourself? Are you using negative reinforcement? Are you really thinking about, Hey, if I don't clean up my act, I'm going to get diabetes. Or are you using, do you have any punishment or thing in place so that your brain knows, hey, if I don't work out, then there's no girls night out at the club this weekend, whatever it is, okay? So I want you to use those three things to help you sustain the change. And if you did, if you if you did try this for a month or two and you notice you're finally getting different results, message me. I want to hear about it. I want to gas you up. I want to share your results. I want to share your wins with you guys. So that was all I have for you guys today. I hope that you got some value from the podcast. If you are listening live and you got some value, do me a favor and drop some fire emojis in the comments. If you're listening to this on Spotify or iTunes, do me a favor, screenshot this, post it in your story, and I'd love to shout you out as well. Until the next time, guys, Coach Bonds, I'm here to help you transform your mind, your body, and your life so you can live at your greatest potential. I hope you guys have the best day of your beautiful lives, and I'll see you next time.